0: What is up, Heat Nation? Welcome to yet another episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joel Jacob, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoelKJacob underscore. And as always, we got some guests with us today. First, we got George. Say what's up, George. Hey, what's up,
2: guys? You can follow me on Twitter at Pat.Riley.
0: And then last but not least, we got kind of a new member of the Heat vs. the World podcast, Anyone who's been following the pod since day one knows this guy. Welcome back to Heat vs. the World Miami Sports Junkie.
1: Thank you very much. I'm excited. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I'm at Miami Sports Junkie on Twitter. Just call me Junkie. Let's get it rocking.
0: All right. So let's get right to it with today's episode. So last game, Miami went to Brooklyn and got themselves yet another victory, beating the Nets by 13. When looking at the stats, you have Bam Adebayo with 24 points and nine rebounds, Jimmy Butler with 17 points and 14 rebounds, PJ Tucker with 15 points and seven rebounds, Dwayne Dedman with 14 points and nine assists, Tyler Hero with 14 points and eight rebounds, and last but not least, QB number one himself, Kyle Lowry with nine points and nine assists. It was a close game at first, but Miami finds a way to pull through, giving them that record of 3-1 and while being the first team so far to beat both Milwaukee and Brooklyn this season. I know you guys have a lot to say about last night's game, so the floor is yours. We'll start off with you, Junkie.
1: What to say and where to start. I'm super excited because I was prepping myself to do my Junkie Gone Mad session. Honestly, Um, I know our team obviously is way better than last year, but I kind of took it in and I was like, tough win. You know, last year, I don't think we ever had an opportunity, correct me if I'm wrong, to play them when they both had Kevin Durant and James Harden on the floor. Obviously, you know, those guys are two superstars, former MVP scoring champs, and I never felt like a lead was safe with them, but I'm so pleasantly surprised by our defense. Our defense is out of control Um, between Jimmy and PJ yesterday and Bam, like Kevin Durant. I mean, you're not going to keep that guy scoring. Obviously, he is one of the best, if not the best player in the league right now, but they keep under to 25 points. James Harden, I believe, only had 14 points in the game. Um, he's not getting those calls that he was getting last year and the, and throughout his career. He's always been, like, super dependent on fouls, and the NBA went ahead and corrected some of those uh, fake offensive fouls this year. And, I mean, it was exciting. I mean, Cal Lowry... I uh, didn't score much, but he was being our QB one, the best quarterback in Miami, no pun intended to Tua. And, uh, you know, it's exciting, man. You know, you're being what they consider to be the best team in the Eastern Conference, Hit them in Milwaukee in the span of a week when Mr. Godfather, Pat Riley, was saying, we had a tough stretch to start the year, first 20 games. to be 3-1. and one. I mean, we're sitting pretty right now
2: facts and then what about you george let me just say i i don't think i've been this excited for a game in a long long time i feel like our team really brought it i was very I, usually when we talk about these games we talk about how you know we have we with had a lack of performance in some areas and, and and this was no exception we did we definitely didn't have the greatest game we could have played but did we did we have the guts to go in there and pull it out absolutely we did we, you know, we kept Harden under uh, to fourteen points. We kept KD to twenty five points. Defensively, this team cannot be stopped. We we stop other teams. That's that's how good we are. I I'm I just can't even begin to explain how proud I am and how excited I was to see the performance of our players. And we didn't even leave second gear. I'm not gonna lie. We 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 looked like we could have done better, which is hilarious because we still won by thirteen points. I think our team is just built in a certain way that the Brooklyn Nets had a very, very tough time in. But if I'm looking at individual performances, Jimmy Butler, 17 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 steals a block, plus 12 and a plus minus. You look at P.J. Tucker, who, in my opinion, was our player of the game. 15 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 24 plus minus. This man was a monster. He was absolutely clamping up... um, Durant and I don't think I've ever seen anything like it uh, he was in that uncomfortable Jimmy was making uncomfortable for Harden and the switching was fantastic in the last quarter I feel like we were giving them wide open shots you know the day we weren't having the best shooting game we were kept to 27 percent um at the three point and only 40 we, we shot under uh, 40 percent uh, from field goal percentage so shooting wise we had a really tough game they, they were they were doing very, you know, they were doing well with the perimeter shooting. And most of their shots were coming from us switching um, off defenders. And they were finding the wide open three-point three point, um, opportunity from, from guys like Durant and, and Harden wasn't even there. So the fact that we could pull out a win like this, because it was close, but there was about was it four minutes left and we're only up by three. But, you know, there was no timeout called. Players just went to work. And I think it's, that's exactly the mentality we have to have going into games because you know we're 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 back to being the underdogs again. We don't even have Oladipo yet, so we're not even technically healthy. So we've got a lot more to look forward to. That game was just one, and there's going to be a lot more like it.
1: If I could, if I could just add on because you made a really good point. I, I I do think PJ Tucker is probably the MVP of the game yesterday. Defensive intensity. And you know, I'm not expecting Tucker to probably score more than six points a game. Like that's not his game. But the guy that also deserves a co cool MVP for yesterday is Dwayne Deadman. Um had an amazing impact on the game yesterday between offensive rebounding, scoring, putbacks. I mean, Uncle Deadman yesterday was on fire. I was super excited about it. I feel one of the big differences, apart from Kyle Lowry this year, and I'm going to keep reiterating it throughout the season, is we finally have a very strong big man rotation. You know, if you look at Adebayo, Dedman replaces him. And now you have P.J. Tucker, who's a starting power forward, defensive first-minded. And now you have Markeith Morris to back him up, who, the, who on Monday was the MVP of that game, if you guys remember against the Magic, like this is pretty, I mean, comparison to where we've been the last two or three years, key fans have been clamoring to have improvement with a backup big man. And all these names that Aldridge and Blake Griffin and and uh, DeAndre Jordan, The right? guy didn't even play, and we picked him off the street. And he's been one of the most impactful players on this team. So that's exciting.
0: Right. You know, just looking back at this game, I mean, it's everything you could have ever asked for. I mean, you go into an arena, you know, with Brooklyn fans everywhere. And honestly, not even Brooklyn fans, because I don't know if you guys were listening, but there was Let's Go Heat chants going on throughout Barclays Center. And you couldn't ask for anything more. It was amazing. So, you know, it was just such a great performance. And honestly, I know we're only four games into the season but it's games like this where you can't help but just be so excited and you're looking at these games you know I want to ask you guys have the heat impressed you guys so far to the point where your opinion on this team might have changed or is it still the same for you guys like what what opinions did you guys have for the heat before we'll start off
2: with you this time George look I think it's it's always a good sign when when you when we're winning, we're excited. My my opinion is going to change based on my mood. I'm I'm one of those one of those guys. So it's a very um, temperamental thing when it comes to this early in the season. So if we've had five, six, seven, ten performances like this, and we're midway through the season, nearly, near the All Star break, I'll be a lot more passionate because we've had a lot more time to prove that we can do what we what we've done on a given night like this. I think that for me to be like. To, to agree with that statement and say I'm way more optimistic now than I was at the start of the season because I was already very optimistic at the start of the season um, is health you looked at us when we were in Indiana we were appalling we, we looked like we, we were lost in, in every facet because there was no Kyle Lowry that Kyle Lowry forget the fact that he's averaging 7 and 7 on his worst shooting splits of his career the guy has put all of all of himself into this, this team and absolutely made it his own. We, we've, I don't think we haven't had a a true point guard since I can remember since before I was probably when I just started watching Joe, when we had Jason Williams, like it was, it's been such a really like a big breath of fresh air. And this is no disrespect to Goran because Goran was an elite scorer and he was a competent playmaker, but, Kyle Lowry just has this thing about him where I just sit, sit there and go, we've been missing this. Absolutely. We've just been clamoring and so we, we've wanted a true point guard for so long. And when we can put it all together, we can beat the top teams for regardless of how Harden's transition is going or the fact that Kyrie wasn't playing. We were the most dominant paint. We, we, were, we were scoring most of points in the paint. We, we were built to play teams like that. So... My opinion will change throughout the season. I'm a very uh, up-and-down type of guy. I'm never going to lose faith, obviously. But there's no way I can say to myself that you know I'm not more excited than the start of the season because after watching last night and after watching us destroy a team like Orlando, and thank God we do because last year we were struggling against those sub-500 teams, even in our own conference, even at home. It's been very, very exciting to see that you know what we're not going to bow down we're not going to verse teams that we know aren't of the quality of the Miami Heat and we're not going to let them in the game because last time I remember we were versing terrible teams we were only up by one or two with a few minutes left and we have to gut it out again and again and again it takes a lot out of you even as a fan but I'm you know I, I'm, I'm going to be very optimistic I'm very happy um, and I'm cuss, I just can't wait to see what's next
0: Mm-hmm. Junkie, what about you?
1: So, I'm going to kind of dissect your statement, and then I'm going to kind of go into my opinion. Like, there's one thing that I know from the Indiana game, and, and I'm going to get that being the second game Um, that, you know, they were still – they're transitioning, right? This team – this team needed to have what happened off season, right? When you look at the heat, the changes they made, they got in uh Marquis Morris, and PJ Tucker, they got in Kyle Lowry. Um I was optimistic as soon as we got Lowry. I think he was the biggest gem of free agents. Um but let's look at the fact and I think Ethan yesterday posted this, we haven't had apart from the Indiana game a random scrub heat killer which always tends to be a killer. Uh yeah Terrence Ross didn't score. Patty Mills couldn't score because our defense is atrocious. It's amazing. Like, we're literally putting a hand in everybody's face. Even guys like Duncan and Tyler have stepped it up defensively. We are the kennel. We're the dog pounds. And I'm excited for that because I think that that's going to make the world of a difference when it comes to a seven game, you know, playoff series. Um, Early in the season, but you can just feel the energy of the team is much different. I feel like last year we tend to like we would fall in these holes and we couldn't get them. These scoring holes, like nobody find the basket. It was just very frustrating to watch. And you just see the team and they look different. They look like, you know, he even looks re energized. He looks like Jimmy from the finals, you know, the other day against Orlando, thirty six points. And, you know, I'm heroes, strong performance to start the season. And I know it's scaled back, but you're still seeing other things, defensive things, you know, just being playmaker. uh, He's more confident than he was all of last season. And, you know, the only guy that I'm not too optimistic on, and, you know, I tend to pick on a Heat player all year is uh, Duncan right now. I just feel like. You know we're counting on him to do one thing and one thing well, and so far through the first four games he struggled. So I'm hoping that picks up because obviously having a guy like Kyle Lowry that could put you in the right spot. I mean he needs to excel. So that's my take. I'm obviously optimistic, but yeah, you know like like you said, you know we're for, we're only four games in. And like the great Pat Riley always says, you know, I think 25 games is really a, a better point to evaluate a team and where they stand.
2: Yeah, I just want to go off on that point real quick as well. Um, the thing about Duncan, I was going to – I actually completely forgot about Duncan. While on paper, he it's, – it's obvious that he's having shooting struggles. And he's had these in the past. He's always had three or four games where he's – he couldn't shoot the ball to save his life. And that's come that's funny coming from someone we just chucked 80 million dollars at. But I I think that it's not translating to the downfall of this team. If you look last night he started plus minus of 13. He was on the floor with PJ a lot, so that would have affected it. But he's turned into a more than capable primitive defender. And for me that's more exciting to see that a player has um taken that step to becoming more than just a one-dimensional Pass it to him and score the hell out of the three, because teams teams catching on to that. You know, it's not like it's a, it's it's a secret that he's the fastest player five hundred threes in, in in history. So when 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 they come, when teams come to versus us or we go to versus them, in the locker rooms, that's what they're talking about. You need to watch this man. You gotta watch this guy. Watch what he's doing. Double team this guy. He is getting doubled a lot. He so was Tyler Hero. They know what's happening, but yeah. there's going to be a time when the system's going to fall into place, and he's going to get those open looks, and he's going to knock them down because he, he's he's Duncan friggin' Robinson. There's no way he goes another couple of games without having, you know, a 24 point night, seven of ten from three. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. With Kyle Lowry, I think that the the, the offensive fundamentals of our team have shifted to more of a instead of swinging out, trying to find the open man giving it to a player like Lowry that could facilitate our offense. And he's going to be looking for Jimmy, looking for basically looking all over the floor. So I think that there's so much more into it, into this, this little struggle, this, this rut that he's in, I but there's no way out of, uh, uh, there's no way he keeps this up in my opinion.
0: Right. And then junkie, is there anything else you want to add on to that?
1: No, I think he's hit a lot of good points. You know, Kyle Lowry is a, another one. But the thing is that he's bringing so much intangibles, you know, like winning plays that you can't even, like, get on them for a shooting. <laughs> like, how much better is our team with Kyle Lowry? It's 10x better. So, and he's not even hitting his shot. Like, when that man hits his shot, I, I think that's going to take us to – you know, I know once again we're early in the season, but that could that could take us to uh to the finals. I I really do believe that.
0: Right. You know, like I said, you know, there's so much when you look at this Miami Heat team, so much to be excited for and you know, we can't wait to see what happens next. And you know, the next thing that I want to hit on is you know, there's a reason why I want to ask this question, and it's because I want to see who here has the guts. And this is, like, the type of question you want to ask, even if we're only four games into the season. The question that I have for you guys is, do you think the Miami Heat have a legit chance to win the championship this year? And explain why or why not. We'll start off with you, Junkie. <clears throat>
1: I think it's way too early to make that determination. Um, You know, obviously you see teams, uh, ESPN does such a good job of (laughs) promoting, you know, like the Brooklyn Nets and the Lakers, like the Lakers right now, they look like a disaster. Um, You know, who in the West scares you right now? I mean, I don't really see anybody that I'm like the heat can't beat these guys. Right now, um, the East is the same thing. You know, Philadelphia, they're having trouble getting Embiid to play, and we're only four or five games into the season. Ben Simmons, disaster. Uh, Brooklyn, obviously, with Kyrie Irving and the vaccination situation. And, you know, the only team that once they get healthy could be an impediment to us um, is Milwaukee because, obviously, they got Giannis and Drew and – you know, we probably all still have nightmares from that four game series, uh four game sweep. But do I think if the Heat gel and they continue to ride what they're doing right now, they have a legit shot this year. Probably the best shot they've had since the big three, in my opinion.
2: Right. And then what about you, George? What's your opinion? See, am um, I'm um, in this sense. I'm a bias fan and I'm going to have to be, because if you're not, then you're not a real fan of your team. I I look objectively, but even when I do, I see there's, there was times last year when I, when people would ask me the exact same question, whether it be friends or or people over Twitter and I'd give them the same answer. "Mm, Yeah, maybe I think that we can. I think that we can. I think, I think that's the thing. I look at this team now and I really don't think there's a team out there that could beat us when we're at our best. We're going to have off nights, and it's and it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen that we're going to have off nights. But I think that we can. I think that there's no one. There's no reason why we can't. There's no, Pat Riley's assembled a really, really competent team, and we're looking at it without even having to, arguably our best bench player out there, and he's going to be coming back. He's going to still be in his rehab. He's still going to talk about deeper by the way. He's going to be trying to get back to his former self, which is fantastic. But at the same time, I think that we can. And there's so many good teams in the NBA. You're looking at Utah and you've got Rudy Gobert, who's apparently leading the MVP race at the moment with 18 and a half points and 20 rebounds a game, which is <laughs>
1: overrated. <laughs> <Sorry>.
2: <laughs> I no, I agree. I agree. And I think that obviously he's not going to MVP, but Utah doing good. The, the the Bulls are doing good I'm really intrigued by the Bulls. I'm intrigued, and I'm gonna hang myself for saying this. I'm, I'm intrigued by the Nets, uh, the, by the by the Knicks. The Knicks have looked like a pretty good team. Yeah, they have versed the best competition, obviously. And when they're gonna be versing the, the you know your Lakers, your 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 Heat, you know these top teams, I think that you know they they're gonna they're gonna level out, and when they do. If we can sweep them again in the season series like we did last year, then I, there's not really much that I can say because it's just a, bit, a matter of a, you know a matter of time whether we when, when we go to the playoffs, are we going to be haunted by you know the 2020, uh 2021 so 2020 2021 NBA Finals, you know when we got swept, or the year before we weren't made to the finals. And if we can stay healthy, this team can go all the way. There's a lot of weaknesses in the NBA right now. The Lakers are looking unsettled. The net, the Nets are looking like a, a shell of their former selves. If I knew about this at the start of the season, I would have put $100 in Miami to win, and I would have been rich because we got no respect at the start of the season. <laughs> but um, actually, you know what? I'm going to do it right now. But <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, we can. And I'm excited to see how this year is going to play out and what's going to happen You know, by the all-star break, what our record's going to be. Because we've been notoriously a bad, not a bad, but a, a subpar regular season team. But we're a team that makes out, you know, that makes some noise in the playoffs.
0: Right. Right. I agree with you guys so 100%. And you guys have made some great points. But now I want to get on one topic, and it's about potential addition to the Heat. So um, before we close out today's pod, Let's just quickly address a topic that a lot of Heat fans have been buzzing about. And that's the idea of potentially bringing John Wall to the 305. With that in mind, would you guys welcome John Wall to the Heat if he ends up getting bought out? Why or why not? And
2: we'll start off with you, George. Um, why not? He, he, this man screams Miami, he screams Heat culture. There was a time when this is back when it was ext- we were very healthy with playing with Bradley Bill Washington. And I'll never forget the day that um, there was a, that we were in the big three era, we won a game and we walked up, you know, James and, and Wade walked up to the John Wall and they had their shirts covering their mouths. You could tell what they were talking about. Come to Miami. That's what they'll come, come, you know, you can, you'll thrive here. You know, they, they were dying for a good point guard. Not, not, no disrespect disrespected Norris Cole or Mario Chalmers who are actual heat legends. Um, but, this man can make it, can can still be good, in my opinion. Yes, he had a massive break between tw- you know twenty nineteen and twenty twenty one, but I-, I think that there's no way he shouldn't be able to play at a high level. Even last year, we say he had a, he enough. Yeah, he still averaged twenty points and seven rebounds and a steal. You know, on not bad shooting efficiency. But at the same time, I'm. I might be pushing it because I'm, I'm just excited to add more talent. Will it? The, the problem is, will it push someone else out the door? Will the minutes be divided nicely? And the big question as well, um, will he be willing to come off the bench? Because he said it himself, the reason why he left Washington was because he couldn't even he couldn't even admit to not being the number one guy anymore after he took a three year break, with his Achilles injury, that kept getting affected and everything like that. If you can't even ex- accept yourself that you're not the best player in the team after three years off, then I, I'm a bit optimistic that he will just walk into this role and, uh, and accept it. And we've had problems in the past with players not wanting to come on the bench. <coughs> some Whiteside, um, who I was happy to see go, by the way. But I think that if if he can come here, uh, and they're going to have to have this, this this talk with him when it comes to his buyout. Um, if they're excited by his prospect, they're going to to approach him and say, look, you're not starting over Kyle Lowry. But you know what? Kyle Lowry's not going to play every minute of every game. And there might be some nights that he doesn't even start. He doesn't even play because he needs to get rested. And that's where you'll come in. But if we can find a spot and he's accepted and willing to to do it and we don't have another Carmelo Anthony issue where we have to start him, then uh, I think that he's a great fit and he's going to just take our team to the next level.
0: And then, what about you, junkie?
1: I mean, I think I, you know, you made a really good point, the whole starting thing. Um, I think John Wall now is what, 31 years old? 30, 31. Um, I got to look that up. So I'm sorry if I'm wrong, guys. But I mean, first of all, I think that if he were to get bought out as much as I want to keep adding to this team, I feel like the Clippers are probably his number one just because you could see him moving a guy like Reggie Jackson to the bench. Just my opinion. So I said it here first. Um, I know there's even been rumors that he's been hanging out with Paul George in LA and stuff like that. But if he were to come to Miami, I think number one would have to be that we got to continue to play how we've been playing. He's got to see that we are a true contender and you never say no to talent, right? Like how many of these teams when they're in their finals runs, they end up getting these guys on the buyout market and, you know, these value guys. And even if it's for one year, you obviously know that you're probably not going to retain them next year. You know, I would probably say that for sure you do it. Um, I, I would love to have John wall. And I know a guy who's not getting any minutes right now, who was supposed to be our backup point guard, who I never thought was truly capable of being our backup point guard, which is Gabe Vincent. I mean, you get a guy like that, and all of a sudden, you know, you're not skipping a beat when Kyle Lowry's on the bench. I mean, I know he doesn't pass like Kyle, but he definitely has the offensive and the defensive mindset. I mean, of course you do it, and I'm sure that he will make – I'm sure Ricky's going to be willing to go into the tax for that guy. And 100%, I think he would be a great addition to the Heat. Plus, he loves Miami. We just got to hold him back. That's all.
0: Right. You know, like, I know he even has a house here in Miami. So, it will be interesting. Another team that could possibly go after him, by the way, is maybe Brooklyn. Because, you know, he could be the starting point guard there with Ty Reby now. So that is another um, option for him. I know him and James Harden did not end things on good terms, you know, when it came to the whole um James Harden trade saga last season, but who knows? And I know George, you have something you want to add? Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Well, it's about, it's, it's about John Wall where he could go. Look, there's going to be an opportunity for him to go to a lot of places. He's, we're not going to be the only one knocking down his door on the buyer market because it's impossible. He's just hes just that good of a player, um, in my opinion. If he wants a starting job, he'll choose either LA or Brooklyn. There's no way he's going to go to the Lakers because he's not starting in front of Russell Westbrook, in my opinion. Um, and if he really, really desperately wants that starting job, then um, he's going to go to the Clippers, in my opinion. Brooklyn have got a plan with Kyrie. There's no way... It, it, there's no way an organization that big will just say, okay, let, let's just see how it goes. Let's just, let, you know, let's just see how this plays out. Obviously, Kyrie's got a timetable in his own mind, and they're aware of that. He's not going to be out forever. I don't even know what he's doing right now. He's probably burning some essence in his room and, and meditating for the next three months. But there's no way that he doesn't come mm. in the end. He doesn't come back and play for them. It's it, for my, In my eyes, it's <laughs> either the Clippers or... The heat. And if you're looking at serious title contenders, you have to question whether that's the Clippers because without their best player, yeah. you know, to an ACL injury, who quote unquote might be back earlier or quote unquote might make in time for the playoffs, regardless of that, um, making the playoffs is going to be hard enough. But as soon as you get there, you right. have to incorporate your star player back into the rotation after, even if they do and he comes back healthy um, and they incorporate him. They had struggles anyway last year, and so did we. So it's going to be a very tough decision for him. Um, yeah, you know, if he makes his way to three or five, then I'll be extremely excited.
1: No, and yeah, like the Kawhi thing. Like you know, these guys when they get injured, they always take at least like fifteen, twenty, twenty-five games to start playing like their normal selves. It, it, it if they even you know sometimes they need a whole off season to get back. So. I don't expect Kawhi to rush himself, neither. Like, he'll probably take his time.
0: Right. You know, and, you know, but honestly, it's all about what will end up happening. And, you know, if, if John Wall comes, I think that would be a huge thing for Miami. If not, you know, I still love this team the way how it is. So with that being said... Before we close it out, there is one more thing that I feel the need to hit on, and that's going to be this upcoming game against the Hornets. So recently, the entry report from Miami came out, and according to Anthony Chain, you have Bam Adebayo who has left knee bruise, Kyle Lowry with the right elbow bursitis. And they're both listed as probable for tomorrow's home game versus the Hornets. So with that being said, um, what's your guys' take on tomorrow's game? Well, at least tomorrow as when this pod is being recorded. And do you guys see Miami going four and one? We'll start off with you, Junkie.
1: Um, I mean, let me tell you, man, that, that's a surprising team right there. The Hornets. Um, you know, obviously LiAngelo Ball is um, sorry, I forget. They have so many brothers. <laughs> Um, he's playing out of his mind. Um, uh, you know, the Gordon Hayward and, uh, it th- seems like the, uh, addition of tsunami poppy is also, uh, been big for them. So it's going to be a tough win. Uh, in my opinion, but it's going to go back down to the same thing. You know, the principles of defense, I think is going to be what makes this team better. We obviously have guys to match up with their guys and, I do think that the Heat could pull it off. I think right now they're playing well. They're gelling well. And I don't think Charlotte is as good as their record. Just going to say that. I also don't think Chicago is as good as their record. I just think it's, it's an early season run.
0: Right. And, I mean, just to, like, add on to that, I was never high on the Bulls. And, you know, okay, they are 4-0 and right now. But – I mean, I'm just not really that bought into them. You know, I really wasn't that intrigued by the move for DeMar DeRozan. Did it improve the team? Of course. But, you know, if I'm being real, in this might be a hot take for some people, but, you know, this was my take for the Bulls before the season started, and I'm still going to stick with it. I do think the Bulls are going to be a first-round exit come playoff time. I think, you know, they will probably finish the fifth seed and, you know, they'll end up losing to that four or five matchup, whoever they end up going against. I mean, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, if you guys feel that's a hot take, but that's my honest opinion when I look at this Bulls team. Well, anyways, but um, George, what do you think about t- this upcoming game for the Heat?
2: Look, uh, I'm... I personally think that it's gonna be a, like the best game we're gonna play so far. We're gonna to have to bring our best because this is a very informed team. You're looking at LaMelo, he's, he's doing everything for them at the moment. He's, he's, he's sharing the ball, he's scoring like mania. maniac. You're looking at Bridges who's having, he's, he's averaging damn near 30 points a game. Um, James Buchne, you know, looks like a really exciting prospect. Hayward's looking good. You know, Rozier's coming back. This is a team that if we're not careful, can absolutely rain it down from three and they also got Kelly everybody junior from last year as well so if we don't come and bring our best it's gonna be an extremely tough game because they're gonna rain down threes they're gonna pass the lights out and if we don't bring the same energy that we brought from Brooklyn to here it's gonna be um it's gonna be it's gonna be an L in my opinion because this team is no team to to laugh at anymore you know this is not the, the Bobcats of 2012 2013. This is the new look, new age Hornets, and they're excited. Um, I think that going into that game, uh, you said Bam and Lowry are game time decisions. I think that um, I think it's uh, was it Carl uh, Lowry's elbow is in question. I think he'll play. This is, they're going to have to make him play through that. Um, Bam's knee, I think, it will be fine. So if we can get Bam, you know, their big band... Stock runs thin because they've got Mason Plumlee, um, Washington, Kai Jones, J.T. Thor, and Vernon Carey. Which I I, they're not. Let's be honest. Only two of those people will be in the rotation. Maybe three. So if Bam plays, there's a very good chance that we, you know, we we run the set plays for him to go back into the paint and dominate. But it's going to be up to our guards at the end of the day. It's going to be able to Cole Lowry facilitate the way he's been facilitating. Is can Jimmy. Bring that, you know, all NBA near, near defensive player of the year, increment um, that he's brought. And by the way, can we get some respect on on Jimmy's name because he led the NBA in steals last year. He's he's averaging four and a half steals a game now. I said sorry, three point eight steals a game, nearly four. He's got. At what point that do we start discussing? That he's the best perimeter defender in the NBA. He has to be, at least over the last two years. Um, so, look, I it's going to be our hardest game, in my opinion. It's going to be the close one um, if we yeah. if we let it get too close. We're going to treat it with respect. Um, I'm actually not sure if it's our home game or theirs. I don't know if we're on the road for that. But, home uh, game. It's a home game. So, yeah, fans need to bring it. Our, te- our team just needs to to really lift it home because there's nothing worse. And i tell you right now, there is nothing worse in the entire world than – Having the best performance against the team that was predicted to win the playoff, to win everything, even with before the Kyrie situation and hardened struggles, um, to then go and blow it all up because we lost to the Hornets. But look, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an exciting game. Hero is gonna have to bring it as well. Hopefully Duncan can find his shot. Let's let's hope he can. And can Jimmy, you know, get that big face coffee briefcase? But with, by the way, which is worth something like 25 grand, by the way, that briefcase, that I can, can he really like rail up this to this team to, to you know, get them in the mindset of this is not an easy team to beat. And let's go out there and beat them.
0: For sure. You know, but before we close this out, you know, obviously my expectation is that Miami wins and that they will go to four and one. But we'll see. You know, before we close it out, I want to ask, is there anything else that we should bring up?
2: i got one. In terms of what we're sitting here and talking about, we're sitting here and we're talking about how good we've been playing. Do you think there's going to be a point in the season where we're talking about old um, coming back and, and whether that's going to be a problem? Um, I, I think that when he comes back, which apparently is not too far away, You know, we're nearly in November and he's predicted to come back at the middle or or end of December, early January. Um, Will that hinder our chances of getting a John Wall, in your opinion? I mean,
0: to be honest, maybe. You know, I'm not really sure. Obviously, you know, when Oladipo comes back, you know, it's all about can he be the guy that he once was with Miami last year, you know, because... Victor Oladipo last year, I feel like people really don't understand how good he was, you know. You know, I remember we brought this up in a podcast not too long ago that he did down. He was doing an interview with Brendan Tobin, if I'm correct. And, you know, he basically told Tobin that, you know, even after that first surgery, he was, what's it called? He was still not feeling right coming out of bed and everything, So the fact that that was how he felt and he still went out last season and dropped like 20 points a game while playing elite defense. Like one of my favorite moments with Victor in a heat uniform out of those four games he played with us was when he went out and locked Steph Curry up in that debut game against Golden State. Like I freaking loved it. And then not only do you have that, but you have that final game he played with Miami last season against the Lakers where he was throwing down ferocious dunks and everything. The fact that he was doing that while still not even feeling right, just imagine how he could possibly play, you know, now that he's starting to feel so much better compared to how he felt after that first surgery. So with that in mind, you know, obviously a guy like John Wall is a good option to look at down the line. But I do have high hopes in Victor, So it's just one of those moments where you'll have to wait and see. And I'm all for being patient, you know, because as we've acknowledged many times in this episode, we're only four games in. You know, there's so much more exciting things to see, especially what Victor brings to the table when he makes his return. So as Heat fans, we just simply have to enjoy the ride because I honestly feel like this season will probably be one of if not the funnest season that a heat fan could ever have, you know, post the big three era. So, you know, my advice to heat fans out there is to just sit back and enjoy the ride.
2: Yeah. Look, I a hundred percent agree as well. I hope, you know, I hope all of comes back healthy. And this also ties into a, um, my final question, um, should hero keep coming off the bench averaging 20, 24, seven and four, because, at the end of the day, if Oladipo comes back healthy, and we were talking about him taking the starting role, but now we're looking at Hero, and he he's just playing at a near all star level, which is more than we could have ever expected from a player that's been slandered as much as Tua, you know, in 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 sport. We, we, in, in, sport. in South Florida sports, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's insane. I I I'm excited you know what but this is a good problem to have just having so much talent around you and the, the you know, optimism of, of bringing in a John Ward and it actually gives us a choice because in a lot of cases we'd say, we need John Ward. We need to get it at, at, at any costs, but now we're sitting here thinking, do we need him? If we do, then he'll be great. But you know, if Hero is going to start um, because he's going he he not, not to, I don't think he'll ever get upset that he's coming off the bench. Cause he's just trying to prove a point. He's trying to prove his point and push his narrative. But if, I would prefer it personally if he stayed on the bench. But if he had to start, Duncan Oladipo in, off the bench might still be a very, very good impact.
0: Right. You know, at the end of the day, I'm perfectly fine with whatever happens, you know. Because like you said, I feel like that just shows how good this Heat team is, that we have, like, so much people who could be in this starting lineup. You know, I've loved Hero coming off the bench... And I honestly wouldn't have a problem if he was stay on the bench. I don't care if he starts. If you if Spo feels to need to do that, you know, I trust him in whatever decision he makes. So if he was to randomly say one day, you know what, I want to start um, Hero over Robinson, then you know what, I'm going to trust him. But I love him off the bench. You know, coming off the bench in that very first game, you know, he ended up having like, what, 27 points And the reason I bring this up is because he ended up outscoring the finals MVP, Giannis, and a guy that everyone likes to say is better than Jimmy and Chris Middleton. You know, he ended up outscoring both of those guys combined. And that's just amazing to think about, you know, for a guy that's coming off the bench for the Heat. So, you know, it just goes on to what I was saying earlier about how we just need to enjoy the ride. You know, a lot of fun stuff is coming this season. And, you know, I honestly can't wait to see what the speed team will do, you know, at each game. You know, I feel like each game has a gift that you just – that it just makes you want to keep watching and keep – you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Just keep enjoying it and continue to be grateful for what we're seeing right now. Because, like I said, this season – I feel like this year is probably going to be one of the best seasons we've had since that big three era. So, like I said, Heat fans, I know I've already said it a few times already, but just enjoy the ride because a lot of fun stuff is coming your way. But anyways, I feel like we've hit on so much this episode. I really feel like it's probably time we close it out. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all down for it. and Getting excited, Heat fans, is a lot more where this came from.
0: Yes, sir. So, with that being said, uh, thank you guys for listening to today's episode of the Heat versus the World podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HVTW Podcast. We'll see you guys next time with a brand new episode. And just like that, we out.
2: Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.